0: Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just, Just Ghouly Things. things. Woo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one was hella delayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Well. But hey, Boo Things, welcome back to Just Gooly Things Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 17 right 17 wow and we yeah, are your, i think so yeah and we're your beautiful host rebecca and lily hey kicking it from our home studios of our bedroom and basement
1: <laughs> you bet
0: like this is the ideal job right now though like i mean it was awesome when you were coming over and we were recording but now you can record in your bed I can exactly. record I
1: mean, I'm sprawled out in my bed right now in my pajamas you Great. look so
0: comfortable and what's what's on your bed sheets what's like the sheets oh seashells very summer-ish getting yeah. ready for summer 2020
1: the next time I leave the house
0: facts even if we're allowed to I'm like dying I'm like it's so nice out today
1: I'm like I know Damn. I heard birds chirping I just wanted to go out and like take my dog for a nice long walk walk I've just been, like, staying in my house, letting her on, like, one of those extendable leashes, like, letting her out the back door. (laughs) You're like, here
0: you go. This is as far as you can go. Deal with it. (laughs) That's what I do. How was she when she saw you? Was she, like, super excited?
1: She was. She was so excited. She was, she just, like, cuddled right up next to me and started, like, kind of, like, nudging me, like, nudging my legs and everything. It was really sweet. Oh,
0: my gosh. Little Faithy. So cute. Oh,
1: Faithy, Faith, Faith. I
0: just realized it's Saturday. And I'm like, wow, this is becoming our norm of just every day being a weekend. Yeah. Absolutely doing nothing. Uh, I mean, besides, like I was telling you, I was just like deep cleaning the whole house because it was just getting gross. And like, do you ever feel like when the air is just stale in the house and then you like it's nice out. So you let the windows open. You just feel Mm -hmm. a fresh breeze and everything just feels cleaner. That's how I feel Mm -hmm. right now. So I'm like, all right. And my hands are, like, so cracked from, like, all the Lysol and, like, all the hand sanitizer that I've been using. I need, like, a nice, like, I need, like, a nice, uh, what are they, like, um, they have, like, these gloves that you can buy. And it literally yep. helps, like, massage your hands and makes your hands, like, so much smoother. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, uh, they're, like, they're gloves. They're literally gloves, but inside it has, like, a formula that you, like, keep on for, like, 20 minutes. And your hands come out, like, feeling like a nice new baby bottom.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I need them.
0: I know. Me too. All right. Some company sponsor us. <laughs> Give us free <laughs> hand gloves. All right. So before I continue on about my horrible hands and hygiene, um, let's get right into the stories. Um, all right. Do you want to start or do you mind if I start? You, you start. I start all the time. Okay. Uh, let's see which one I'm going to start with. Um, you know, we'll start off with weird bathroom experience as a kid. This happened when I was 10 or 11, and I'm 22 now, but it still crosses my mind at the most random times. My aunt and uncle lived in a very old house, and my cousins often talked about hearing weird noises or catching glimpses of things out of the corner of their vision. Don't get me wrong, the house freaked me out just because it was old and never felt too welcoming, but I just brushed it off (laughs) half the time. The upstairs freaked me out the most, though. It was just a long hallway after you reached the top of the steps. Three doors on the left wall and two on the right wall. There were only bedrooms, so there was nothing really special about the upstairs. But the first door on the right wall was across the railing to the stairs was the bathroom. And it was the only one in the house, so if I had to go, I didn't have the choice but to go upstairs. And believe me, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm visiting my family and everyone is out in the back grilling food and sitting around an evening fire when I had the urge to use the bathroom. I knew I'd have to go upstairs, so I did my best to hold it, but that ended with me trailing up the dark stairway to the bathroom door. As I reached the point where I could see through the railing but not quite reach the top step, I froze. I heard the doorknob rattle, just slightly, but noticeably. And mind you, I believed everyone is outside, but I'm not 100% certain. Thinking it could be someone, I take another step, but more cautiously. I remember hearing footsteps come from the farthest bedroom through the hallway, and I kind of ducked down a bit. I heard them clearly, but saw no one. They stopped in front of the bathroom door, and I'm ready to bolt by this point because I'm partially terrified and partially confused. I hear a doorknob rattle again and watch the bathroom door creaked open so agonizingly slow. And being face-to-face with a pitch-black bathroom... I darted back down the steps and out the back door. Ended up whizzing on a shrub on the side of the house when no one was looking. <laughs> and my aunt and uncle have moved from the house many years ago, but I never went upstairs after that day. And I still don't like steps very much. That kind that kind of deep internal f- oddly that deep internal fear, oddly enough. So he- this experience made him fear stairs. <laughs> Which is a good excuse not to do anything. Like, I don't want to go up those stairs. I have a fear of them. Sorry, can't go up yeah, the stairs. Yeah, I'm
1: afraid of stairs. I saw a ghost once.
0: Yeah do you do you mind getting that for me upstairs? I I can't take the stairs. I'm sorry. It's, I'm I'm scared. But yeah, so I my I think I've talked about this on another episode of the quarantine spooky special. But I had a weird experience in my uh, my aunt and uncle's house in their bathroom. I mean, there was one point where. I never had a problem locking the door, but there was this one Mm -hmm. time that I was locked in and I was, like, screaming and, like, banging on the door. And I'm like, someone get me out. And everyone was trying to, like, unlock the door. And, like, I couldn't, like, I didn't know how to lock doors. Like, I always just closed the door because I was young. So it wouldn't have been me locking the door or anything because I didn't know how to lock doors. And they had to, like, try to, like, rig it so that they could open the door because it was locked. And then, oh, like, no. they were, like, violently trying to, like, push it and everything like that. And then suddenly, as if it was just, like, a twist of the wrist, no problem, open the door. And I was so horrified. That's I would never spooky. go. Yeah, I would never go to the bathroom in their house again. Like, I literally, my mom would bring one of those, like, um, did your parents ever have one of those, like, to-go toilets? Like, when you used to do road trips. And
1: it was, I've like, seen them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them.
0: If I had to use the bathroom, I would make my parents make me use that outside. Because I literally refused to use that bathroom up until I was, like, 12 years old. Like, it was pretty traumatic.
1: At least you wound up afraid of the bathroom and not the stairs. That's very true. you know, true. it's easier to... You can avoid bathrooms much more than you can avoid stairs, I think.
0: That's very true. That's very true. I refuse... I don't like pooping in public places, so I'm used to holding my movements, so... <laughs> You get stage fright <laughs> i just tense up like uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well enough of my bowel movements lil what's your next story
1: okay this one is kind of a long one it's called 10 years later i still have no idea all right let's hear it all right the experience itself is very brief but the build-up is long so i apologize in advance i also apologize if this seems really stupid My grandma's house is old. It was built in 1880. My grandma grew up in this house and she raised my dad there. My grandma and I were very close. She was a movie buff and passed that interest along to me. My sister was always more fond of my mom's parents, but they died when I was like 10. Uh, so, So they had been fighting cancer for like four years so I didn't have many good experiences with them. Anyways, fast forward to 2007. I'm 17, and now my grandma is dying. Crohn's disease and leukemia have really taken their toll. My grandma passes away at home peacefully. My dad inherits the house and its payments. Unwilling to just give it back to the bank, my sister and her new husband decide to move in and make the payments so my dad didn't have to. We all helped clean out all my grandma's old stuff, except the basement. All that was really left down there was just some old canning and jarring stuff. My grandma liked to make her own jams and jellies. Eager to get out on my own, I moved out of my parents' house and in with my sister and brother-in-law. A couple of years go by. My sister says she sees some stuff and hears some things. Neither me or my brother-in-law ever did. Mind you, I'm really not the supernatural paranormal type. Generally, I'm pretty skeptical." eventually they get pregnant and decide the house is too old to try to update and baby proof so they decide to move out now it's just me and the two cats same <laughs> Story relatable after some time my girlfriend moves in with me too she's very superstitious and would often tell me she hears things like footsteps upstairs we stayed in the small bedroom on the main floor because the upstairs of the house had the poorest insulation ever and if it was cold outside it was downright freezing up there vice versa in the summer being the skeptical dick that i was i always (laughs) had some explanation for what she heard maybe it was chaz my sister's cat chaz was huge he easily weighed 25 pounds and had a very heavy step for a cat and was not graceful at all and she liked to sneak upstairs so me i so to me it added up one night while at work just down the road a few hundred yards uh, I get a picture from my girlfriend, super excited that it might be a nude. You can imagine yeah. how, <laughs> how great is the story. You can imagine my keeps confusion it when it's a picture of the cats both on the bed with her staring intently at the doorway. The next text reads, someone's in the basement. Come home now. I worked so close to home that I couldn't even hit 60 miles per hour before I got in the driveway. That didn't stop me from trying that too that night, too. The house had two doors, the one in front we never used and the one in the back that we always used. The one in the back led into the house and into the basement, though, so I used the front door. I went into the room, quickly retrieved my forty-five from the closet, and told her to call the police. Oh, boy. It was a short walk from the bedroom to the stairs to the basement, but the combination of fear and adrenaline made it feel like hours to get there. All the while, I could hear this menacing racket downstairs. It sounded like someone frantically searching for someone. Or maybe an animal that got in somehow and was desperately trying to escape. The commotion was so intense I could feel it in the floor. Whatever was happening down there was super fucked up and I did not want to be dealing with this. I finally made it to the upper landing. The lights in the stairs and basement were already on. So the animal theory was dismissed for something even worse. There's a guy down there and I'm going to have to kill him, I thought. This is my worst nightmare scenario territory. Suddenly, the sound of a big shelf crashing to the ground breaks my concentration, and without even thinking, I level my pistol down the hallway. I shouted, come out slowly with your hands up, or I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) My command was met with silence. Nothing. No sound. Maybe there was some ambient noise, but my heart's beating so hard and fast that I couldn't hear anything else. A moment passes. There's literally no other exit but the stairs, I decide decide that aggression is my only option, so I hurried down the stairs and began clearing the basement, ready to put slugs into anyone I might find. But there's no one. It's not a big basement, and there's really nowhere to hide. After a thorough sweep, I start noticing things, weird things, like where's the mess? All that noise, but nothing's out of place. The shelf I just heard crash to the floor, still up against the wall where it belonged. Nothing had been disturbed. I've never felt so confused in my entire life. There's no way with what I just heard that anything could have been intact down there. And, but here I was and nothing. The adrenaline sapped from my body and my, and my legs turned to jello and I just slumped against the wall. Bewildered at the sight of the basement, untouched. A couple of moments later, the police arrived. We all looked around in the basement and outside. We couldn't find any side of intruder, any sign of intruder or escape. They didn't, They tell us to call again if anything else happened, but it never did. As a matter of fact, I never experienced anything else ever again in that house. I moved out about a year later in 2010. To this day, I have no explanation for what happened that night. I don't necessarily think it was a ghost. I literally saw nothing. No voices or cold spots or apparitions. Nothing. But I heard something impossible.
0: Weird. So, I mean, that is paranormal activity. It seems like... um. Well, I would say it's a poltergeist, but nothing was actually physically moved. So that's where... Exactly. That's where i That's I'm what confused. I was thinking. So maybe it is like a residual haunting where there is spirits there and like they're moving things, but things that were once there before these people had moved in. Yeah. That's what I'm... That's where my theory goes. Because definitely... It's definitely Paranormal.
1: It, There's definitely something going on there that is paranormal, but I don't know exactly what to describe it as. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. So, Lily, uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. because I you're drinking your Diet Coke?
1: I mm-hmm. You're drinking, drinking Snapple.
0: I'm drinking Diet Snapple, the peach tea one. And okay. this is 10 calories, and it is so freaking good. <laughs> like, I am obsessed. I don't like that. I mean... I don't like that it's in a glass bottle, but, like, it does make it taste, like, I don't know, fresher. It's so Mm -hmm. good, though. And uh, the the fact that it has on here is real fact number 861, and it's South Carolina is home to the first tea farm in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, if you guys didn't know that. I love the Carolinas, and it seems like the Carolinas are doing pretty well. Compared to like New Jersey and New York, so yeah, um, yeah, the Carolina you can get like a frickin' mansion for like two hundred thousand dollars. Meanwhile, you get like a little hut in New Jersey for like a million dollars. So I don't know, Carolina sound really good right now, and I just dropped that. Okay. Also, pick a number from pick a number one to four. Three. Three, okay, one, two, three. I have them. I have all the stories lined up, so you're gonna just like pick through randomly. I don't have like a certain order for them. Okay, so the third one which you picked is titled "I Saw Mora." Da da da. I hope she is not back. I wouldn't say that this story is exactly paranormal, but I thought I should share it. I'm sorry for any grammatical mistakes. Buckle up, guys, because I skimmed this myself. (laughs) So this happened about a year ago. I was a university student and lived alone in a small studio apartment. Before I go to the main story, here's a small backstory. I've read many stories about sleep paralysis, and I find it scary how the brain can do things like this and freak you out. So the first time I heard about sleep paralysis was at school. Some of my then friends were, calling, were talking about Mora. Mora was this ghost or entity that came to your sleep and tried to harm you. You couldn't move or do anything, really. You just laid there and watched her come to you. In my 15-year-old mind, that was terrifying. In my 24-year-old mind, that's fucking terrifying. Um, (laughs) She would also come when you were laying on your back, so I pretty much stopped doing that. Growing up, I heard more stories and actually learned more about this phenomenon and the science behind it. However, no matter how many times I would say that this is just the brain being weird, my mind went back to Mora. She wasn't real yet. She was just stuck in my head. Fast forward to a year ago. I had never experienced sleep paralysis before, and I hope I will never experience it again. It was late at night. My fucked up university sleep schedule was keeping me up until 3 or 4 a.m. When I finally decided to sleep, I closed the lights, laid on my right side, and pulled my covers over my head. This is something I've been doing ever since I was a small kid. I would leave just a small hole for air so I wouldn't suffocate. Same. (laughs) I don't know how much time I passed, but suddenly I woke up and froze. A little note here, in my studio apartment, my bed was across the room and a bit to the left from my front door. In between was a coffee table. Back to the story. I woke up, and since my air hole was right in my face, I saw a figure standing near my front door. The figure was dark and, like, hunchbacked, and it was staring at me. The head was kind of hanging to the side. As I was looking at it, I noticed that it looked like an old lady with a cloth on her head, super creepy. I was scared. No, ma'am, I don't
1: do ghost of scary as
0: hell. I was scared shitless already, and then she started walking. Walking mm-hmm. and then crawling towards my bed, towards me. I started screaming, but my voice wouldn't come out, just a muffled sound. Just like that, she was right in my face, lifting my covers, and I started crying. I closed my eyes, hoping she would go away, since I couldn't really do anything else. When I opened them again, she was gone and I could move. I just stayed there for a moment, not believing what had happened. Later, I took my phone, turned my flashlight on, and didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I will never forget the pure terror I felt when I saw her and how I felt her freaking cold breath hitting my face and her sinister smile when she finally got to me. Brain or not, this was Mora to me. Now I'm back to my hometown and to my parents' house, and sometimes at night I hear my floors creak and I immediately think that she is back.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. And apparently someone had commented, there's a movie based on like, a, like these type of experiences on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's called Mara, M-A-R-A. <gasps> yeah. So if you guys are you know staying at home, and you are into some paranormal scary movies? Check out Mara. I can't say it's a good movie because I haven't watched it, but apparently, um, an experience similar to that. There's a movie about it. So
1: wow, yeah, so yeah, that's a scary one, especially because anyone or someone's alone. And I mean, these usually happen to people alone. But when you're alone in your own apartment and shit like that goes down, mm-hmm. or like home alone, or in your car.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Well, have you ever
0: have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? I have, and has have it has it been like
1: where you see something? No, I've never seen something. I've just woken up and been unable to move, and it is scary. I had it after uh, my nightmare that we talked about in the uh, nightmare episode. Yes, yes, yeah, and it was terrifying. I had um, a friend once who would wake up in the middle of the night at three a.m. every morning screaming.
0: That's horrifying
1: yeah it was absolutely awful and i slept like right by her too so it was so i i could like so there were three nights in a row where i could hear her oh
0: no wait like i mean like how was like was it like a muffled scream or she literally just like woke up and like she
1: screamed screamed. like i jumped out of my bed i could (gasps) hear her oh my gosh and then like
0: do the like do the parents do anything and they just like sleep through it now uh they're just kind of used to it that is so traumatic that's horrible. I wouldn't I know, wish that on my know, worst enemy. And
1: especially, of course, it's like three, either 3 or 4 a.m.
0: Which are like the worst hours to wake up to in the middle of the exactly.
1: night. Exactly. Yeah, I felt so bad.
0: All right. What's your next story, Lil? All
1: right. My next story is the forest in my backyard. All right. So this happened when I was a freshman in high school. I was hanging with my girl in my backyard, which used to be a forest, and the construction workers left a square area of trees. It was decently sized, but it was impossible to get lost, and we decided to go back there to smoke at about 2.21 a.m. I still remember the time. Now, if you're wondering how a freshman got a girl to spend the night at his place, (laughs) she and her parents had a fight, and they all decided to let her stay over, and she was super scared of sex, but I didn't care so I never pushed her to do anything. Anyways, we were walking back there and got to the entrance of the forest, and then I heard a quiet but audible, and then I aimed the flashlight at where I heard it, and I swear I saw something move. So we ran back to the house to try to figure out what it was. Fast forward a couple of days, and I had forgotten about it, until on a Wednesday, I was in my game room, and I heard a much louder, it's been over a year now, and I haven't heard anything at all. So I guess it's gone. Still creepy nonetheless.
0: I wonder what this that was. This guy just makes me
1: laugh.
0: I, I just love the fact. You know what? Good for him, though. I like this guy. He was not going to pressure her. He was like, whatever. She don't want to fuck. That's okay. I still got a girl to hang out with me late at night. So
1: Exactly. Like, she's not. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember? What
0: is it? DTF? She's not DTF. She is definitely not DTF. She is definitely but not DT. That's now.
1: okay. She's DCC. Down to chill. Down
0: to home. <laughs> that was before Netflix and chill. Before DTS. They down
1: that. to spook. Down to spook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's that's our new one. Down to spook. Down to scare. All right, Lily. All right, Rebecca. What's your next one? One, two, or three. Uh, two. Okay. Two is new house, old spirits. All right. When I was in the fifth grade, 10 years old, my mom uprooted us from Arkansas to Minnesota, both irrelevant ass states. No offense to any of our listeners from there, but who lives there? Okay. Close to a year later, my parents built our house in a smaller suburb town of Ramsey, Minnesota. I loved the house, it was three stories, and I loved the space. After some time, I began to notice the sounds of creaks and taps, little things that could have been the house settling, so I brushed it off. But soon after, much odder things happened. Every day through the school week, I was the first person home. I would get off the bus, meander a half block to my house, and have 30 to 45 minutes to myself. I would go down to the computer uh, or TV in the basement most of the time and play video games or watch videos. There were countless times where I would hear someone walk above me through the upstairs living room and into the kitchen. They would pause by the door to the basement and then walk down the hallway, essentially walking in in a circle on the main floor. Many of these days, I would run up thinking my brother or sister had gotten home just to find no one. Yet moments later, my siblings would walk in the door from school. Another time, I heard my sister sobbing in my parents' master bathroom. Upon walking in, I found her hysterical because she had been cleaning her ear piercing, and she accidentally dropped an expensive piece of jewelry down the drain. I decided to see if I could maybe get it from under the sink. As I opened the cabinet doors or so, I looked at my sister and told her to relax. Just then, she screams at the top of her lungs and runs away. I thought my sister had lost her marbles as I stood staring mm-hmm. aghast at the doorway in which she had just stood. Just then, she came running back and pleading with me not to go under the sink because she had seen a little girl peer her head out whenever mm-hmm. I had opened the cabinet doors. <laughs> God, no. Oh, my God. This genuinely creeped me out because my sister wasn't prone to this type of and irrational behavior so I knew she had witnessed what she had said. Another time, we left our neighbors in charge of keeping an eye on the house as we left for a few days down to Arkansas. A few hours later, we got a call from our neighbor asking if we had not left yet, but by this time, we were nearly five hours into our trip. We told her where we were, but our neighbor sounded confused. She told us that she could clearly see a girl standing in the window playing what appeared to be a violin. No, little children playing violin are creepy as hell. No, we called the police fearing a break in because obviously little kids just break into people's house to play the violin, Um, but nothing. Of course, we moved away from the house when I was 17. I have tons more experiences there, but I never figured out what this was or why or how it was there. Sometimes I want to reach out to the current owners and see if they have any odd experiences, but I feel like that would be weird. No, ask. We're nosy. I want to know. I want to. Know. I want to know too. That little kid in like the in the cabinet of under the sink that freaks me out so much. Like imagine like Nick opening up underneath the sink and you see a little girl's head peek out. Oh shit! No. <laughs> no,
1: I would do the same thing. I'd scream and run away. I'd be like, "All I right, I'm so gonna light a match." Lose my shit. Oh
0: hell yeah! That's so traumatic. Okay, what's your next one, Lil?
1: Okay. This one is called Anyone Got a Clue, and this one is another really long one, so okay. strap in, folks. I'm strapped. Here we go. <laughs> I love it when they say, like, this is my first ever Reddit post. It's so cute. Okay. This
0: is my first so, time. I'm sorry. And then it ends up being not- a fucking phenomenal story. This isn't your
1: first time, Carol. It's like when you hand a paper into your professor, and you're like, it's not great, and then they read it, and they're like, excellent, A+. Plus. And you're like, wait, Really?
0: I can't relate to that entirely, but I do know that there were, like, these super try-hard kids in my AP lit class, and, like, they were the type of kids that, like, everyone would be taking the test, and at the end, everyone would be like, oh, I totally failed. And, like, yeah, like, I totally bombed that, and they got, like, a 99.8. It's like, <laughs> like, shut up, Karen. We all knew you were going to pass. Don't act like you didn't study, like, the rest of us. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm, I am still traumatized by no, certain classes. No, pop
1: off. Pop off. do we'll that. Okay. <laughs> So this is my first ever Reddit post, and I need some help. Kind of a long explanation, but it's something that's been happening for years. Okay, so how to begin this? Well, I've noticed it all started in high school. My first encounter I've ever had was me getting up in the night to use the bathroom. As I, as I, the, there's a theme going on today with bathrooms.
0: Bathrooms are freaky with the mirrors and everything. In the shower yeah. scenes, you know.
1: Oh, true. Okay. As I opened the door, the cabinet doors all slammed shut, and I figured it was wind or some sort of pressure within the room or science or something, or science. <laughs> but I never thought too much of it. But it became more frequent with things falling for, with either little to no explanation. Sometimes my phone would send people random letters and gibberish and start flashing on and off. When people would ask me, I would just say, oh, that's just the ghost, my bad. I wasn't really scared of it, and I, and I just kind of thought whatever was going on was kind of amusing and entertaining. Fast forward, and I'm in the military. I come home on leave one time and stay in a hotel with my girlfriend, who's my wife now. Oh, yay for you. And I've always joked about the ghost, and she didn't really buy it until one night the lights in our hotel came on and off multiple times. It really freaked her out, but not so much me. I just laugh and say, I told you so. Well, I go back to my duty station, and one day me and my best friend are making dinner in my room. Somehow we got a luxury room with a stove, and I'm at the stove making pasta while he is getting plates. Well, he turns around, kind of makes a yelp noise, and drops the plate, breaking it. I turn, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He turns to me, pale as ever, with his eyes shut, saying, I just saw a girl in white with black hair. And then in parentheses, it says, stereotypical, huh? (laughs) She
0: understands.
1: Walk over to your bed. This shocked me because I've never seen it, and I was kind of jealous. Like, why haven't I seen this yet? So I explained to him, and he just and he suggests we get a Ouija board. I told him, "Sure, why not? not? What could possibly go go wrong?" And a few weeks pass, and I have some friends over in my room, and we're all drinking and having a good time. Well, here comes the Ouija board. At first, I play along, and I'm skeptical until I start feeling, uh, until I start not feeling too good and lay on my bed, and they keep at it, and ask, who's the ghost that follows me? Well, the name Molly was spelled out. Okay, Molly seems like a nice enough name. Now they ask, why is she following me? Well, well, it spells out F-L-K-D-I-E. And note, I've never, I'm not even near the board, and I started to freak out. Wait, that's what does that spell out? Me, and, so it's just a bunch of letters. Oh, so that's oh. the initials of me and my two older brothers frank lance and kyle oh shit and then the word die
0: (gasps) no also
1: note i've never told them my brother's name so maybe one hell of a coincidence or not but enough but not enough to freak me out anyway this was a running gag for my platoon for a while if anything would happen we would say oh it's just molly and things were calm while i lived in the barracks. Some minor occurrences, but nothing extreme like scratches or breaking. I do remember one occurrence where I was laying down in bed trying to sleep and my roommate was gone for the night and my bathroom light was turned on. So weird. So I get up and turn it off and lay back down and it comes back on. Okay, then maybe because it's a motion sensor light, it can sense me shifting in bed. I get up, turn it off and shut the door and turn around and my bare room door is wide open that was really the only major occurrence at that time fast forward uh fast forward some more and i got married and we got a little shiba inu puppy things were calm in our house until we got our dog one morning like a lazy saturday morning i'm half awake just enjoying being in bed when my dogs are at my feet and i hear him start to growl then he flops off the bed and starts screaming I get up in a rush, and he is very shaken up, like something just really rocked his world. <laughs> he would have times where he was terrified of something we could not see. He was terrified of something we could not see, and and try and hide near us shaking. The poor little fellow. But eventually, he just got over it. Some minor occurrences in the house, but nothing super crazy. Just stuff that we moved or stuff would be moved or my dog would start growling at stuff in the hallway or the corner of the room fast forward some more and i'm in my a.o for my job and it's a high security job so i can't say too too much but i'll keep it vague enough to get to the point we're in teams of five two riflemen a, ter- a turret gunner a driver and the team leader i happen to be the team leader this time around Well, we are at our post on the graveyard shift, midnight to sunrise, and my driver is telling me how he doesn't, he hasn't been sleeping good. So I ask him what's been going on, and he keeps seeing this little girl in his dreams. I ask him to explain the girl, and sure enough.
0: Lily, you there?
1: Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. I, sure I literally I didn't hear on. anything. I was like, so freaked out. I was like, wait, what happened? I can't hear <laughs> sorry. you. My grandma's calling me.
0: Oh, sorry, Graham, but we got paranormal stuff to talk about.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just gonna... Okay. All right. Am I <laughs> back? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, and sure enough, White dress, black hair. My eyes get all wide, and I explain to him basically my life story, and he's all on board about it. Well, that entire time we would theorize about it, and I'm thinking, I haven't had an occurrence in a while. Maybe it passed on to him. Well, anyway, we're on post and we're discussing it, but because why not? You gotta pass the time. And all of a sudden, we see a huge flash of bright light, and all the power goes out in our AO. So we rush to, to security. And to secure the assets and do our job. as I'm standing there, guarding the asset, the worker who works on it says, "Man, I've been here for fifteen years and I've never seen lightning in this area." which was strange to me because thunderstorms never happen in that area. Just rain. Well, we get the all clear and go back to our post, and my driver looks at me saying, "I saw her. Then that light flash, she was behind you in the window." <gasps> Now, there isn't much more to say about this. It's been four years since I worked in that area, and I'm still in the military, but I do different stuff now. I know, right? How creepy is that? It's following her. I haven't had an occurrence since maybe every now and again, me and my wife, oh, it's Molly, or whatever, but never anything that can be explained. I just want to know if anyone could explain this for me or had the same situation. Thanks a bunch.
0: It's literally following her for some reason. I know. And it, what freaks me out is, I'm trying to think, but the initials of the brother, and then it, it said die in the same, in the same thing? Is that would scare the shit out of me. I yeah. would run. But, like what, like, what does that mean? Like, was that, like, a warning or something? Or, like...
1: like I have no idea.
0: I mean, obviously, it's inevitable that we're all going to die. But, like, why would she put the initials of her brothers and then die? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't elaborate on that more. That's weird, yeah. I mean, knock on wood, hopefully nothing ever came of it and it was just like a fluke, but still, like, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lil, one or two? Let's do one. Okay. Awesome. This is titled, First Few Paranormal Encounters. It started when my mom and I moved into a new flat that was really old. The first few nights in my new room were really creepy and it felt like I wasn't welcome there, so I slept in my mom's room. My room was also kind of creepy because the walls are very high. After that, it was fine, but I still got very uneasy feelings every time I was in the hallway just going up to the bathroom or kitchen. I remember Mm -hmm. waking up because I needed to pee. When I walk out my door, there is a small wall mirror facing me, and I saw like a woman standing next to me. I was shocked, but I thought nothing of it because I just woke up. After that night, it just kept getting worse. I was already 14 at the time and knew more about ghosts and all that stuff. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night for no reason, always between 3 and 4 a.m. I once woke up in the morning like normal and was wearing gray sweatpants, and my mom noticed blood on my leg. So, long story short, I had three deep scratches on my leg and had to get stitches from one of the scratches. Oh, shit. My mom was terrified to the point where she wanted to move. A few months later, my mom was chatting with one of our neighbors who basically lived there her whole life and told her that a woman had hung herself in my room. I wasn't oh the same after that for a few weeks, but the things that happened to me just stopped one day to which to another which I was very happy with. The second encounter was scary at first but turned kind of cute in the end. When I was 16, my dad my cat died of old age. She was actually 19. We had a picture a framed picture of her standing on a shelf in the kitchen and every time my mom and I would argue, it would just fall over and onto the ground. Beep. It just happened like three times after that. My mom put it in a drawer because she didn't want it to break. My cat always came to my room when my other cats were annoying and when she just wanted to sleep. It was like a safe place for her. She would also scratch on my door and she wanted to sleep in my room. She always slept on my broke little massage chair. I always slept with my door closed and I remember just laying down to go sleep. And I heard little footsteps in my room and something jumping on that chair. I was kind of happy that she was still there, and when I told my mom the next morning, she almost cried. Two years later, I still heard her here and there, and even though I moved out, my mom told me she still hears her hop on that chair from time to time. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. It's so cute, a little ghost cat.
1: Another ghost cat. I love it. Mm -hmm.
0: But that's my story.
1: I love it. I like that the picture probably fell to kind of get their attention, like, hey guys, stop it. Like stop arguing, you know what I mean?
0: What if well, actually I don't know. I was thinking what if the cat like what if the three scratches were actually from the ghost cat? But I feel like Yeah. Cat, right? But I feel like the cat's like there to be a protector, not hurt her. So I don't know. It's just weird. Weird scenario. And I don't know if the cat was dead before that situation happened, but Okay. Yeah. All right,
1: Lil, what's your next story? Okay, my next story is called, let me scroll up, Paranormal Home Experience. Okay, it says, Hi all, I live in the greater Atlanta area and have had some weird experiences over the past two to three years in our house and thought I should share them during this quarantine time. Background, I've lived in this house for about 10 to 11 years. Over the last two to three years, I've had some interesting paranormal experiences, two of which happened in the last year. I'll post the story first and post the other one separately if y'all are interested, so it's not one long obnoxious thing to read. <laughs> okay. So the first experience. One night, I'm chilling home alone with, with my dog, a black Lab and Collie mix. Oh, beautiful. Love dogs. See. I was back from university for the weekend. My parents are out on business trips, and my little brother is at university. I've been chilling most of the night in the basement movie theater, watching movies and playing games and eating. <laughs> Same. Same. during this quarantine. Exactly. I finish around 2.45 a.m. and decide to pass out there on the couches. I have insomnia, so it takes me some time to really fall asleep. Around a little after 3, I hear a huge crash and fall. I'm frozen stiff because I knew the sound came from within the theater, and it, and it woke my dog up too. Now, I don't know if I... Sh- should get up or look or just stay still and hope to fall asleep. Of course I can't sleep, so after two minutes I decide fuck it and I have to turn I have to check out what's up. I turn the room lights on and begin to look. I find that a glass enclosed clock had that had that we had sitting on a shelf fell off. It was one of those clocks that meant that was meant to shit, sit on a shit on a shelf. <laughs> shit on that a shelf that was meant to sit on a shelf. <gasps> And there wasn't really anything next to it that should fall off. Weirdly, it didn't break when it hit the ground, and it also hit my old rock band setup on the way down. I place it back on the shelf and have never had that incident happen again. No vibration or anything I could think of would knock it off. Not even a small shelf or shallow. It covers an entire wall and is recessed at least six inches. Anyway, it was an odd experience and. No idea what happened, but this mixed with other, re- but this mixed with another reason is the reason I no longer sleep in the basement alone at night.
0: I don't blame you. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I don't know. That was spooky kooky ookie to me.
0: Oh, every when in doubt, spooky kooky ookie. <laughs> when you don't know right, how to describe a situation. All right. So mine's kind of similar in the fact that it's like a bunch of different experiences, but it's from the same person. So it's okay. titled "Paranormal Activity: Glitch or Insanity." Ooh, so, I like it. Just a heads up: this is going to be a long story, as it's been happening near constantly for the past five or so years. I've surpassed the point of having mental breakdowns and blaming myself constantly for these events. <laughs> I'm beginning to accept the fact that these little glitches are just a part of my life. I need to vent, compile everything that has happened, and maybe feel less alone in the process. That's why we're here. So here yep, goes that's what nothing. We're here for. All right, so the first one, so they pretty much I like bullet point everything, so like it's just more organized. So the first bullet point is December thirteenth, two 2014. My grandma had given me an engraved red iPod 5th generation for my 18th birthday. The gift was so sweet, I teared up. I set my iPod up that morning and downloaded my apps and music. That evening, we were going shopping, to the movies, after to dinner, etc., to spend some time together. It was an awesome day. However, when we got home, my iPod was not in my purse. I placed it in a specific pocket and did not take it out all day. I searched the car up and down, pulling out the floor mats and everything. Gone. I searched okay. the entire house just to be sure what that I didn't leave it at home. Gone. Called every place we've been and no one has found it. I figured at that point it probably fell out just by chance and someone stole it. I felt like absolute shit. My grandma was pretty disappointed since she had just engraved it for me and everything. I have missed it ever since. Until my grandma found it this past summer in 2019, nearly five years later, under her floor mat, it still worked. Her car had been professionally cleaned multiple times throughout the years. We were absolutely floored. To think all those years and it was just chilling under the mat? Nah. How? All right. So then in July 2015, I'm staying with a friend for the weekend and my phone goes missing. We were the only people home. On a Saturday night, we decided to play with the spirit board. Bitch. Oh now, what could
1: possibly <laughs> go wrong?
0: Now, I've been doing this occasionally for years. They do work, and I acknowledge that. I am a very spiritual person, but I typically don't look too far into whatever the boards say. However, this night, the board kept saying basket over and over again, and then eventually "sea basket, like S-E-A, basket. We were confused and brushed it off. Keep in mind, my phone was still missing during this time. It had been missing since Friday when I arrived, and it was Saturday night when we did this. We joked that it, maybe it was telling me where my phone was, but we had already checked every basket in the house. The next morning, before I gave up I left and left without my phone, we decided to do one more quick look. Lo and behold, there it was, in a basket." My friend had a little basket with a lid where she kept her gym card, mail key, pool key, etc. And my phone was in there. We had opened that specific basket multiple times when we grabbed the pool key. And that was while the phone was missing. So, we should have seen it. My phone had been missing Friday to Sunday.
1: Oh, shit. So,
0: like, what are the odds that be put back in there when they've been constantly opening that basket, using it, whatever?
1: You don't. There was a ghost playing solitaire on that phone that whole time. Facts.
0: <laughs> words with friends.
1: Words, yeah. words <laughs> with words ghouls. With
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're definitely trademarking that. All right, so then a month later, August 2015, this was when my clothes started going missing. Specifically, my band t shirts and literally anything with a flannel print. It all started with this deft tone shirt that I loved. Things would go missing in the process of me changing. Literally changing. I could set the shirt down on my bed and in the process of me changing, it would disappear and never show up again. This all happened in my own bedroom. Even after cleaning the entire bedroom and rearranging furniture, the clothes that vanished never came back. It was usually sentimental ones too. Damn it. (laughs) Then a month later, September, 2015, I start college. My first day on campus, when I get back, when I got back to my car, a small jar of quarters, my travel mug plants, my travel mug planets on it and my brand new hoodie I bought earlier that day were gone. But I noticed that my car window was down. I figured that someone had simply reached in and pulled up the lock and stole my stuff. I blamed myself for being dumb and not shutting my windows. I reported it to campus police anyway. We all agreed it was pretty odd, though. It was in the middle of the day, first day of classes in a very busy area. Pretty ballsy thief, right? Well, here's the thing. A few hours later, I walked to my campus Starbucks to hang out. As I sit down and I'm opening my laptop, my stomach drops. I thought I was losing my mind. On the floor in the corner by a window in the, Starbucks, in the campus Starbucks slumped against the wall was the same exact hoodie that was taken from my car that day. I assumed it couldn't be mine. I walked over and loosely wrapped inside of it was my jaw of quarters and my mug. Of course, of course. No one I talked to about this really believed much of it. It didn't sit right with me. There was at least twenty-five dollars worth of quarters. Why would someone steal from my car and not even keep the money? At least
1: yeah. then,
0: October twenty-fifteen, my college parking pass goes missing. This is a person, like, if you were just to hear this person, you think they're just irresponsible as fuck. But You're I just don't. Losing
1: shit left and right.
0: right, but it was. In my car the entire time, and never had left my car all semester, obviously. Parking passes are expensive, and I could see why someone would steal it. However, my, parking, my school parking attendants scan each pass when they check the lots to confirm it isn't insp- expired and see who the car belongs to. So I go to the parking office, and they give me a new one. To make a long story short, I kept getting tickets despite having a brand new pass clearly visible in my windshield. After the third ticket, the parking office was pissed as the attendants for giving me tickets for no reason. They did some investigating, and the reason I was getting tickets is because the pass that the attendants were scanning was the original parking pass that we had thought to be stolen. It was registering as expired because they issued a new one. The new pass was now the pass missing. I had to be given a third parking pass. (laughs) What the fuck? How the hell did this original pass that went missing out of thin air, magically, magically come back and then replace the new one. Wow. My mind is breaking. My brain is hurting right
1: now.
0: Literally blown. Okay. Flash forward to 2016. I know this is a really broad period of time, but you know how I mentioned in an earlier bullet point that my clothes would go missing in the middle of changing? Yeah, this happened nearly every week during this period of time. Most never returned. My phone would be in weird places around the house that I couldn't even reach. I'm 4'11". My entire wallet went missing in my own house during this time and reappeared under the basement stairs over two months later next to a sentimental ring my mom had dropped back in 2010 and looked in that spot multiple times. That was pretty much all 2016. Then July 2017... I found items that went missing from my family home during a supposed break-in back in 2009 were found at a flea market hours away. Okay. I took a trip with my best friend to a flea market we love, which was about two hours away. As a quick background, back in 2009, while my mom was in rehab, I was staying with my grandma full-time for a week or so. We went back to check on my mom's house. I went to make lunch and realized that all of our plates and silverware, which were passed through the family for years, were gone. After getting confirmation from my mom that the plates were there when she left, we reported it as a break-in. The cops were confused as to how anyone could have broken in because all the windows were still locked and nothing else was stolen. Who fucking steals plates? Yeah. Anyway, I see the exact set at the flea market. I begin turning over the plates, and see my great grandmother's beautiful name carefully written on the bottom of each one.
1: No Eight way. years later,
0: I found the missing plates two hours away. Then, August 2018, I started school at a new college. Remember the parking pass fiasco from a previous bullet point? <laughs> Basically, the same thing had happened. I couldn't believe it. My pass that I used to scan myself in the parking garage went missing, so I got a new one after about a week of searching. Then one day I pull up to the garage and it isn't scanning. Nothing is happening. I go ahead and take a ticket and go to the parking office. Turns out I was trying to use the old pass. My new one was gone. My new pass yet again mysteriously disappeared and was replaced yet again by my old one that was originally missing. This keeps losing shit. I feel so bad. I have a fucking headache from this story. All right. Flash forward to January 2019. More parking pass bullshit. I get an email out of nowhere from the college I no longer attend. It was from the parking office. It was a ticket for using an expired parking pass. They attached a picture of a car that wasn't my car. I called them immediately and explained that I haven't attended school there in over a year and that that isn't my car. They looked the info up into the system and guess what? You know how the new pass they issued way back in 2015 was never found? It was that pass. Clearly, okay. someone was using it when they weren't supposed to, but how the hell did they get my pass from four years ago? It was stolen from me back in 2015. Why would they just be using it now? February to 2019 to currently. My credit card is declined in the drive-thru. Since my bank is close by, I drive there and tell them my card was declined. I figured it was a mistake. Turns out I was using a debit card that was lost back in 2017. <laughs> I check my wallet, and my current card is in there, too. How could a car that's been missing for nearly two years just be sitting in my wallet that I organized nightly due to shit like this happening just be sitting there? I moved homes twice by this point and had an entirely different wallet. Surely I had surely I would have pulled it out on an accident sooner. After yeah. this point, I really can't remember too many specific things missing and reappearing because it happened so much. Multiple times a month, something goes missing. It doesn't matter how important it is or how careful I am with it where I put it. However, rather than having items reappear years later or in a weird spot, they usually end up right in their original location after I purchase a new one or have an absolute mental breakdown because I need the item. I have done everything I can. I have reorganized my entire life. I have made a list and reminder for everything. I went minimal and made a list of items I own and what room they are kept in. I got an adhd medication in hopes that it would help me uh with from being distracted while doing these things helped my many areas of my life it did nothing to stop things from missing days at a time it is affecting my life it is wasting my time and money i almost feel crazier now because i'm so careful and things still disappear (laughs) recently my social security card my birth certificate passport and debit card went missing I realized this the last week of February and was determined to find them. The debit card had to be in my wallet, and my certificates were all in the same folder inside a filing cabinet in my closet. I needed at least one of those papers to prove my identity and needed to go to, I needed to, car, to card to go the card to go to the grocery, I'm sorry. My boyfriend and I tore the house apart, emptied all wallets. He swore he had seen me put my debit card in my wallet. He remembered me putting my important documents in that file. I was a mess. I broke down. I still persisted in waiting to replace the items. Today, I had a breakdown, which prompted me to make this post. I was going to order a new card today and had plans to get a new birth certificate tomorrow. Keep in mind, these things have been missing for weeks. I hadn't looked in days and just checked today. I ended up finding all the missing items that i been missing for weeks. They were in the original locations where I had first checked, where they should have been this entire time. I was elated. I was so happy. I sat down to do some remote work since I've been working from home now, and the headset that I've been using all morning is missing. It was at my desk. We can't find it. Anyway, that's all I've got. Like I said, this happens constantly. My Nintendo Switch went missing for a few days a couple weeks ago and showed back up. My shirts still go missing sometimes when I'm changing, so I'm used to it by now that I accept it as part of my life. If you've read this far, what do you guys think? I've been missing item... I've been some... I've seen some missing item posts, but at this point, I feel like I'm cursed. Is my life glitching or is this something else? Which I thought at the end when this person's mentioned about a glitch, that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense, though. Like, I wouldn't have even thought was well, a the theory. Because they've been lately ending up where they belong. Yeah, as if it was just like a, like a little glitch in the spectrum of life. Like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. This person has some fucking horrible luck or is cursed, though. Like, there's no way all this happens in a five-year period. Like, I would hate to
1: be someone like this. I, yeah. would, I would hate this so much. I would much. hate to have that luck, uh, that luck, that experience, that hope, guys, whatever the fuck is going on. And the fact that she's, like, made an
0: effort to, like, change her life to be minimal so she only has X amount of things that could possibly get lost and then still manages to lose them. That's like that's literally I would go nuts, thinking it was me, but it's clearly not her. But yeah, so on that note, that concludes Just Ghouly Things: The Quarantine Spooky Story Special, Episode Seventeen. So let's just go through all the social media, shall we, Lil? Let's do it. All right, Instagram,
1: Just Ghouly Things podcast.
0: Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and
1: at Lily Baldessari. Twitter jgt podcast
0: facebook like page just Ghouly things podcast facebook private group just Ghouly things podcast group and if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show just email us at
1: just at gmail.com
0: thank you so much for listening boo thanks and we will talk to boo tomorrow goodbye, goodbye.